Welcome, welcome, welcome to Planning Face Syndicate. Thank you all so much for joining us for episode 132, not 312, but 132 tonight. We're going to be talking about Pattern Analyzer and the new updates to the system, as well as the Chili and LVO World Qualifiers. I'm excited. Tonight, we're going to be talking a bunch of lists. Normally, I like just a little bit of lists, but tonight we have two World Qualifiers to cover because we missed Chili last week and i really want to go through some of the lists that uh, are showing up in there it'll be a good discussion um tonight jj is picking his wife up at the airport uh so jj will not be joining us maybe later but probably not <clears throat> and we're going to kind of discuss a little bit about the new pattern analyzer website some of the pilot feature pieces to it and why i'm excited to actually use it with that being said, let's bring in my co-host for tonight. Please welcome the benchwarmer himself, Mr. Alex. How are you tonight, sir? Oh, I'm doing okay. Very tired. I'm a purchaser for a warehouse, and we just did inventory, uh, so I have to enter all that data in. So I spent like 20-plus hours over the weekend entering data. <laughs> wow. I can't believe they make you enter data for of physical inventory that's crazy well, we have to put the counts in into the the system itself right so <clears throat> someone's got to do that oh, that's, count just, it. that's just crazy our system our wms system like you scan it and you input it like all into your scanner and everything even for like all that even for full on inventories oh well you and your fancy scanners <laughs> <laughs> well i guess that's what happens when you work for a larger company but either way glad to have you joining me tonight uh we had a great win with the lions not that you and i did jack shit for it but the lions won so um this is like i don't know this is weird and monumental and normally i'm not a sports guy i really don't actually care that much about sports but i really care a lot about the lions my father-in-law passed away like nine years ago um and he was like a diehard lions fan like to the core right and it's funny because we were talking, the wife and I were talking about it tonight. It's like, yeah, I think we would have had it. Like, we looked up cost of Super Bowl tickets. Oh, yeah. I thought it was. <laughs> uh, nosebleeds are like eight grand and they go up to like 45 or something like that. And I was like, hmm, well, you know, we still be buying your day. Like, if the Lions make the play or it makes the Super Bowl and we were one game away, I don't know. That would be a hard, like, do I like take a loan out of my house to take my father-in-law, but you know, no, we actually um, set the record. Uh, the lions, the last, uh, this game for most the, the highest ticket price for uh, a non-Super Bowl and uh, NFL game because it's like two grand or something like that or more. Wasn't it? I think the average ticket price was a little bit over a grand. Cause like standing room only was 600 plus dollars. Yeah, which is just crazy, right? Like, I mean, this is the Lions we're talking about, here, yeah. folks. Um, uh, all I know is if you're a season ticket holder, uh, expect your costs to go up next year. <laughs> you definitely going to be paying more. <laughs> yeah, it sucks because, like, I haven't been to an NFL game, like, a long, long, long time. So it's like, oh, cool. I get to get, if I even want to go, it'll be twice the price as it would have been, like, three years ago. Yep. Yeah, I think I the last one I went to was six years ago. I, that's whenever I got this hat. It was like six years ago. So I took like my dad. Years plus. Yeah. Oh wow. Yeah. Yeah. I took my dad and we went 
because it was kind of like one of those things, <clears throat> you know, you, like my dad likes football. So it's like, hey, you want to see, you know, Lions game? Sure. I don't want to pay the price. It's like, all right, well, it could be your like birthday, Father's Day and Christmas present and all wrapped one. So like me and him and my brother-in-law and my brother all went. And so that was that was pretty fun. It was definitely a very sobering event because nobody in my family but me drinks. So like, it's like, I don't really want to get drunk in front of you guys. But I don't know. We had pretty good seats. We got really good, a really good deal on the tickets back then. But that was because the Lions were not very good. So <laughs> we're like, oh, it's 16. It's fine. I <clears throat> yeah. did it first. Oh, um, so X-Wing news. Uh, so I don't think there's anything major that came out from AMG this week that I know of. Um, nothing that I found in their forums and nothing that they've obviously posted. Um, still waiting on if they're when they're going to start leaking spoilers for the Battle of Endor, the rest of them <laughs> uh, that we haven't seen. So hopefully they don't give us the ones we've seen first. <laughs> like hopefully they give us the other ones, uh, the new ones first. But um, there's I, some white people and just do it all the ones that have already been leaked. <clears throat> I'm sure they will. Like, I think that's what they did last time, too. Like they. They did the same thing last and they gave us like the ones that already had been seen online before they did anything else, which whatever. I mean, I'm more interested in what the costs are going to be since they are going to be legal for worlds. And it's going to be interesting to see if. And I think when we do our faction analysis is we're going to have to take into account these ships. So and maybe maybe we'll do maybe we'll do Empire and. Rebels first, like I don't want to, but I feel like the baseline right now is kind of that rack style list um, or some version of a rack list. And then uh, the other one is obviously the Han. Right. And so I think that like we need to know if any of these rebel or empire pieces are going to affect that based on their costs. And so like, I, I could tell you, for example, when we do the rebel or the empire, it will literally be the only thing we do that show that that will be the whole show because I don't know if we can get like even getting through rebel in an hour and a half to two hours is going to be like with those pilots, unless we have a cost right away or it's going to be hard. Um, so, but anyway, before we get into too much, let's, let's dive into our pattern analyzer. We had a cool update from Eek pair here. A couple of new things. You notice there's some new, uh, stuff at the top, there's insights, which we kind of had before. Um, and that kind of gave you that we've been going through this. What is winning? What's not winning? Um, kind of chassis distribution. Then he kind of broke out and said and gave us a, the, the compositions, right? Which is a, a thing I actually had asked for originally way back in the day, because to me, the compositions are one of the more um, profound things to be looking at, right? Because it gives us kind of a hint of who's running what and what is really being like taken and then what on top of it is being taken what's actually winning so for, for example here this han list this is our staple han list is got a 60% win rate right and it's showing up 11 and a half percent of the time so not saying it's not good not saying it's bad but just saying here's all the statistics that we can look at um <clears throat> Which is funny because the number three most taken list is the five T seventies. I mean, it's. I mean, it's it's pretty easy to pick up. It does really well. Pretty thematic. Can't blame people. Yeah, you want to know what's even more funny? 
the number nine list is the two fire sprays and dirge and it's not scum it's actually cis we know that yeah and we know that like in this faction like in in uh we aren't seeing that in scum we have not seen that happen very much in scum so the majority of these numbers are actually probably cis it has a 52.97 percent win rate like that's crazy right like so it's saying it's winning over 50 percent of the time um i don't know but that's that's pretty that's a pretty highly taken list right um that surprised me personally uh so yeah the other pieces is now we have pilots and this is the kind of the piece we don't have to spend all night on this but the pilots you could kind of come in here right and if you click on view for the pilot so you get your overall statistics you can actually kind of see how often something was taken rose has only been taken five times that's probably a bad one right <laughs> yeah i probably wouldn't choose rose that's right. a let's how about super axe? niche should we choose axe or do we go with Deathfire or pharaoh who do we choose who do you want to pick do pharaoh pharaoh's gonna actually be really interesting okay so we're gonna pick pharaoh and <clears throat> so this has been taken 69 times the factions or the the list he's been in has won 58.36 percent of the time right that's 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 pretty that i would say that's pretty good um you can kind of see here what percentile back in october it's kind of kicked up and it's kind of just continued to trend so you can see people were taking rack and i'd be interested to see what the july racks or the july fair offs are versus the october fair offs right like that's crazy um but they actually will give you all of the squads oh we can oh my god i didn't know i had dates in here super cool i love that wow okay so let's scroll down now i mean i did not know you could do that so here fair off is the triple o zero and ruthless is running in the rack squad it looks like in october Mm -hmm. so if we go oh no it doesn't show us back before october oh boo Oh man, eat pair. If you go down right there to loadouts, you can actually see the percentage. Um, ah, there we go. Like this, the, the percentile that it does is really cool. Yes. So okay. So here you go. So here's your percent. So it rack with triple O and ruthless is in the seventy percentile, um, and it's got a plus eighty eight point four percent over the average pilot. Right. So when you are comparing let's say other ships, one of the big things that you want to look at is this percent win in squad, right? So when you have these other squad mates, it could tell you basically, well, here's a great one. When Vader's in the squad, it's only goes up that, that composite only goes up 0.179%, right? That's pretty crazy. That means Vader is not influencing the, the, the crazy thing is that's also standard Vader. If you go down to Boy Vader, it drops to negative eleven point nine four percent. Holy, holy crap! Yeah, so like, it's really I, I love these kind of percentages that show you like, hey, you know this this is a uh, this does well with this wingmate. This one just does not do well with this wingmate. Yeah, and so you could see. Lorir does not work very well with Vizier or with Faroff at all. Now, here's the caveat. This is one of the caveats. 
it also is partially because of how you're pulling the other people in, right? Like that's part of the other portion of it. So like if Faroff had been ran more with some of these other pilots and had won the same amount, this number would be higher. But based on what we're seeing, based on the statistics we actually have, you should never put Faroff and Laurier together in that three point spot that you have all these other ones <clears throat> such as this Tomax Bren that or Mauler, even Mauler is better than Larier in this in this squad. Crazy. That's crazy, right? Yeah, that really shouldn't happen. <laughs> like that. Yeah, like that should not be a thing. But that's what the numbers are telling us. Um, and so I think that's what's what's interesting about this. Right. I don't know how to get some of this other stuff to go away. What's interesting is when they you could see. Yeah, you can see the different loadouts. You know, obviously, if there's something like I don't know if we look at a T-70 pilot. Maybe we should look at Elo. I wonder what Elo shows because Elo might be really weird because people are running all sorts of crazy stuff on Elo. <laughs> oh, we'll know about school. Oh, man. All right. We're going to look at Elo right now. Oh, we just want to see his warm time. Yep, I do. I just want to see it. I just want to see it. I didn't look at the, any of this, by the way, beforehand. This is like I gave it a quick glance before we went live. But other than that, I have not actually like sat down and gone through every single pilot or any of that stuff. But all of this, long story short, all of this is extremely important to list building when it comes to um, going into worlds, right? This is not going to tell you how you're going to do against a million other opponents, but what it is going to do is it is going to tell you which pilots work out better, what loadouts are doing better than other loadouts, um, and that type of thing. We're going to go back, and let's see if we can find LO. He's number 30, by the way. All right. Hello. Before... Before you look on the page do you think elo has a positive or a negative percentage with swarm tactics um i'm hoping negative but i bet it's positive <laughs> i'm wagering it's positive by like two percent but i would hope it's negative are you gonna tell me or are you gonna keep me in suspense <laughs> oh i mean I, I thought we were just gonna look at it but yeah no yeah. uh <laughs> um Heroic Jamming Beam Swarm Tactics LO, which is in 48 lists, has a, a 10.65 percentage. Yep. That's this is nuts to me. But Predator Personally. Swarm Tactics has a plus 4.9. Yeah. But there is a negative Swarm Tactics one that's Ferrosphere Swarm Pat Swarm Tactics at negative 2.24. So it's oh cool God. that it like will break down multiple like that. Yes. And so because Elo is a heavily taken ship in this in this case, it works out very well. Hmm? Yeah, this page is huge just with all this info. Yeah. So if we go look at what is our top Elo one, it's only been taken by six. And this is where I would get a little uh, I would be a little bit more scared. But basically, they're saying Ferris Fear, Marksmanship and R68 is the highest rated one for it. Um, but. You, I don't know. So so I don't know, like. I think the crack shot one and the crack shot predator one is interesting, right? Like that, I wouldn't think would have done as super well as the other one. Um, biophysical is the one propping most of that up. <laughs> what's that? I think biophysical is the one propping all that up because that's I'm pretty sure he brought something like that for like crossroads. Oh, yeah, he did a lot of crack shot predator bullseye stuff for his uh resistance list. Yep. Now, if you if you come down here in the next highest or the high so far the highest taken 
LO build is Crackshot R68, which comes in at 0.86 versus the Swarm Tactics, which is like 10.6, right? So <clears throat> for a few more lists, it came in a little bit lower. So the question then becomes is, okay, it feels like this R68, based on what we're seeing here with M9GA R68, that seems to be the more logically taken LO like the ones that do better, it almost feels like that's better than the Storm Tactics. <clears throat> Just saying. <laughs> because I was taken in nine more lists. Yes. <laughs> As a higher probability to be lower. Lower. Um, I don't know if I, again, the crack shot, I think crack shot's is good. Um, I think, I hope AMG doesn't pay too much attention to some of these uh, statistics because I would be very, like, if if you look at this, like, if I'm, AMG, the first thing I'm doing is changing crack shot and swarm tactics. And if you change swarm tactics, that's gonna like affect every other faction. And I don't know if that's a fair, a fair, yeah, jaunt, right? I don't think swarm tactics is really taken anywhere else right now. Well, it used to be in FO and stuff like that. So yeah, I mean, I guess there's the whirlwind list, and that's pretty much <clears> the only <throat> other application I typically see. And here's an interesting thing. If you come in here, I don't see Poe Falcon in here. <laughs> right? Raised down here at less than 1%. And so is Poe Falcon. There you go. Like, so the success rate with Elo is higher with chorus than any other than other than Zori, right? Like Zori, I would almost give a little bit more credit to just because Zori has a lot more list squads with it, right? Though Jess is up there, um, and I can't believe Lega Fasen is in there either. That's crazy to me. I was just chunky, beefy uh, <clears throat> Y wings, right? I'm sure there's some sort of support in there. Um, yeah. with maybe Lando, but I don't know. You'll, yeah. you'll see it occasionally, uh, like Lando with the the three Y wings and Lo, right? So that's probably where all that's coming from because that Lando list runs those ships. Yeah. So I think it's really interesting. Um, and again, that's we, we will use this when we actually do our faction discovery discussions for the, you know, prepping for worlds. Um, <clears throat> so I don't know. I think the other really interesting one, there was Fen in there. Didn't we see Fen? And I bet you Fen's going to come in with everything all the same. That would be my guess. Which? which There's which Fen. One? Um, I don't know. You know what? It doesn't have the faction in here, does it? Well, let's look. I, uh, I could be wrong. Maybe that's not Scum Fen. I mean, if it's up there, it's probably not Scum Fen, right? Because that's kind of... Yeah. He doesn't do well. Yeah, if you pull that one up, that's the uh, the rebel one. So you're going to have to go well, much further out. down. Number 114 to find scum fan. Yeah. Look what they don't like. Swarm tactics on fan. <laughs> I've seen people put swarm tactics on fan and it's always. What are you doing? <laughs> kind of um, thing. And it's funny. Boy Hall is like the highest like ship to take with him. Like, that's crazy, right? Like, that, <laughs> I was, that's, I'm very surprised by that. Like, now I kind of want to know what that list would be, right? Because if you got holes, only what, three points? 
Yeah, Hall, uh, Boy Hall is uh, three. So you have a three-point ship and a five-point ship. That's eight points. You put Han in there, that's 15. I guess you got five more for something else. Almost assuredly, it's Luke. Yeah. It's just weird seeing Hall Hall in there as a higher higher one for, for it. What happens if I hit view pilot? Oh, I'm curious. Just go into the, the pilot page itself for that pilot. Oh, so there you go. So then you can actually go through and actually look at all of the different things. Hall works better when you take Vader. Or uh, not Vader. <laughs> Dutch. Vader. Dutch. Dutch Vander. <clears throat> Dutch Vader. There you go. Look at uh, that. And it gives you a count on the side, right? So you only got seven Dutches in the in a list with them or nine Fen Rows with with Hall. But yeah. then you get 124 with Sabine, you know, <laughs> 132 with Luke, 100 with Keo. So you can kind of see where the majority of the people would be bringing this kind of ship. And that's really cool data. <clears throat> yep. And you can see here, this is where Wedge is starting to lose lose some of that. And I wonder if that's because in that three point slot, right? You don't, you would rather take Keo than you would Wedge. Yeah. Yeah. I think most people. Um, as shown by this data, I will rather take Keo than Wedge. But yes, but this percentile winning squad is basically, it kind of shows you where, how it increases the, the percentage that each of those ships are at, right? Like it's doing it based on that. And I think that's, that's the interesting piece of it. Cause obviously these, this number is an average. And if you didn't have certain pieces, it would not bring that average up. And again, there's a little bit of variability because it's not taking a this direct 15%. You have to take it into account that this 15% is only being accounted in seven squads, right? So like if this number, let's say Dutch was at 200 and this was 0.15%, Hull wouldn't be at 58%. Hull would probably be at like 65 or something like that. You know, it would be a lot higher. Uh, and you can kind of see the trend with Hull. Um, in terms of where he ranges and ranks is closer to this this year as people flushed out where he belonged. So I think it's neat data. I don't know about you, but I think it's neat. I think he did upgrades too, but for now we're going to not go into upgrades because I don't know, like I would actually have to sit down and talk through like complexity levels of that. So yeah. And a lot of upgrades, some of them are much more meaningful than others, right? Because you're not going to like marksmanship is basically in like every damn list. So uh, is gathering data on marksmanship more useful than gathering data on something like plasma torps or uh, you know, proton torpedoes engine upgrade if you're kind of leading towards that. So it kind of uh, I'm not sure how much you can glean just by like looking at frequencies and counts and all that kind of stuff. Cause you know, it as foils the second most taken one at 2300. <laughs> so that just means that a lot of people are bringing T seventies and uh, it's all the, the same, same stuff. Marksmanship as foils, predator, Beskar, barrage rockets, heroic, you know, nothing we haven't seen before. Everything we can just kind of glean already. 
So on to the next one. Pilots. All right. On, and hopefully we do not crash again. <laughs> so on to our discussion about our pilot of the week. Of course, it's got to load. There it goes. A pilot of the week for our roll call segment tonight. We are going to do Obi-Wan Kenobi in the CLT Jedi role. We decided to do Obi-Wan because we feel he is an underrated pilot that probably should get played a little bit more. It's also probably one of Alex's favorite ships to lose to Tanner whenever we play. I love Obi-Wan. <laughs> All right. So Obi-Wan, essentially, I'll go through real quick the pilot upgrade or pilot upgrade. The, the pilot text. Essentially, he has, after a friendly ship at range zero to two, spends a focus token. You could spend a force. If you do, that ship regains a focus token. So he can help other ships very much so. Or he can help himself, right? So essentially, you can pay. You could take your action to get a focus, and then spend your focus on offense or defense, and spend another charge to just get a focus. So really good, in my opinion. <laughs> like that's a pretty good ability. Obviously, he has a fine-tuned ability um, as well. Uh, so after you execute a maneuver, fully execute a maneuver, you can spend a force and you get uh, a booster barrel action, which is really cool. Um, it's essentially gives you pre-positioning or not pre uh, like post maneuver positioning. Um, so you can essentially double reposition if you would like, but then you don't get your focus token to get a second one. Right. So. Um, but he is really also cool. high five. Right. So like that double reposition. Uh, can do wonders if you don't get shot, you know. You yeah. don't roll bad defense dice if you don't roll them at all. Yeah. <laughs> you know, if you don't roll five dice and blank out on all five and take, you know, three damage. Obi-Wan is um, I think the only thing holding him back really is that he's five points and Republic really likes a lot of a lot of people really like bringing four point Republic lists. Uh, you know, that whole Padme list is kind of built around that, right? Uh, you know, the arcs are four points, Anakin's four points in the the uh, SOC beta version. And he's kind of, I mean, he is the only I-6 in the faction, so it's it feels wrong not to bring Anakin. <laughs> mm -hmm. So that just kind of makes points a little bit awkward. But Obi-Wan is <coughs> such a versatile piece for your list that I mean like offensively, you know, he's got he's an I five that can reposition. He's got CLT. So if you get bullseye people, which you should be able to do in Anita or not yeah, in uh Aether Sprite. Especially at I five with move before you can do it. So he's got the the focus and he gets it back so you can spend on an offense. Uh he can be a great support piece if you have a lot of uh, like arcs that people are bringing, you know. Um, instead of taking a strain for born for this, just retain the focus token. Yep. Um, so you can actually make those born for this 
kind of stretch out more if you need it. Uh, he's excellent on defense with three agility and essentially four focus tokens, right? So he he, he just fits in a lot of lists. The uh, he's got ten loadout, which is kind of low, but yeah. it is a for, for five points, <laughs> right? But it is a CLT. But the the really cool thing is that he actually has another mod slot because <laughs> uh, the CLT takes your config and a mod slot but he has another mod slot and that's really cool a lot of people you know especially jj he he can chime in on this here but a lot of people take like shield upgrade on obi-wan which puts them up to uh three hull and two shields which just kind of makes him a pain you know he won't be one shot by a Django randomly out of nowhere or so or almost one shot by a jingle randomly <laughs> out of nowhere. Right, it was the, the Rage 3 obstructed Reavis shot. It really did him in, you know. Yeah. <laughs> um, which is funny because in the picture, you have an obviously uh, obstructed Separatist Fire Spray shot into him. So, I mean. Rip right from the movie. <laughs> just, just saying, like, Grievous isn't have... in that scene, but still. <laughs> he does have a uh, three force, you know, which is the most that anyone has uh, and he's got two force upgrade slots and a, uh, a town slot and the astromech slot so you actually can configure and configure him in a bunch of different ways again most people would shield upgrade uh, if you're not running Eta anakin or 2d2 is very strong typically my preferred uh, upgrade the one that i always put on there first because that's basically two shield upgrades <laughs> um, for a low, low cost of a deplete token. <laughs> uh, so it's really, he can last a lot longer than you expect him to. Yeah. And I think, so, so I, you know, obviously the discussion, right, is because R2-D2 is eight points, a shield upgrade's eight points. One's guaranteed, the other one, is not guaranteed, but is very beneficial, especially if you're a let's engage first, run away, you know, and then run away later type person. Um, there, There is other options with him, though, right? Like, oh, yeah. you can put the um, the turnaround droid, the R4, what is it, R4P17? Is that what it is? Yep. Uh, droid, that is extremely useful. That's what, four points, I think? Yes, yes. So that still gives you six other points to play with. Like you could do malice if you really wanted to or not malice. Um, <laughs> shattering shot. But cool. the problem with shattering shot is you have to get like, if you don't have the bullseyes lined up with the obstacles, you're kind of screwed. Right. So, um, but there's like other upgrades. You can put predator back on them. Um, a predator is a very solid upgrade on Obi-Wan just because you line up your shot. You have an automatic, focus result if they're in bullseye and if they're in bullseye you get predator so yeah self-sufficient obi-wan and so that predator and the astromech for seven points still leaves you three points left over then um (laughs) what because you can't really take the brie gamut right because the brie gamut's four now right and then chopper is eight i have run obi-wan with chopper because i've had Ida. Um, 
Anakin in the list, the SOC one. So it's awkward <laughs> with Chopper, but it's not bad. It's just uh, I generally try not to fly Obi-Wan that close to people without like guaranteeing a lot of damage. Yeah, it's hey, a lot um, harder with him. Yeah. A very successful um, build uh, or like droid that you can do instead of R4P17 if you have like a a 7B Mace that typically takes them, or maybe even like a 7B Anakin. Uh, the crit droid. Um, our 7A7 is actually really solid on him. Uh, you could pair it up with marksmanship, marksmanship as well. Kind of really lean into the crits. Uh, especially if you have 7B Anakin, because he normally can do a lot of damage first, and if you want to get some crits in there. And that combo is only six points, so you still have four points left over. You got a four slot, or two four slots. You got a mod slot. Uh, patience isn't too bad either if you uh, are playing a more support kind of role or getting shot out, shot at a lot. It's not a bad uh, insurance to give them essentially more focus tokens. Yep. And you could... you. You, if you want to be really crazy, you can run extreme maneuvers and patience. Like, I'm not going to tell you it's the best build, but you can run the extreme maneuvers and it does work on the i5s pretty decently. And then you can just get your your thing back from uh, patience, but you're really stripping his focus there. So it's like a once again type thing. Well, you can use extreme maneuvers with fine-tuned controls. It just costs <laughs> you two force. Yes. <laughs> so you can't do the one hard and then like a focus, but you probably should have just dialed in a better maneuver at that point, honestly. But I, I like uh, his just versatility. He can be just kind of whatever role you need him to be. In a bunch of my Republic lists, I will use him as like a support piece for a little bit just to survive um the opening salvo with as little damage as possible because they're just feeding focus tokens to whoever and then just start acing people off the board with obi-wan i'm just putting consistent damage um to, just to take people out like he, he can hit really hard you know you slap predator on there uh and, and crit crit bot and you got two points left over for patience it works pretty well <laughs> Uh, yeah, the, as like an AC ship. Yeah, the sad thing is, is he doesn't have two talent slots. Because if he had two talent slots, it he would he would be able he would I guarantee you he could be used a lot more with two talent slots because you you would then be able to do like crack shot predator right. That would be a really good one. Or you can do predator lone wolf type thing, and you would like. Lone Wolf is amazing on him as well. Not as good as Predator, because well, I don't like Lone Wolf. It conflicts with his ability. He wants yeah. to be in range two of his friendlies. Yeah, blah. <clears throat> look how how look look what it gets you a dead Obi One. Um, sure. But in a smaller list, in a four ship list, it would be better. Or even even a five ship list. But he doesn't have two talent slots, so we. We're negotiating over nothing because in reality you would never take Lone Wolf over Predator with Obi Wan. You just never would. It just you wouldn't do it. So yeah, I, people need to like. I mean, arcs are pretty efficient, right? And uh, people 
still play them, even though they're they're really easy to kill, guys. But like people play it, and but if you're like, oh, my local meta has a ton of like arcs, and everyone knows what they're doing against them, or you don't own that many arcs, or you don't like arcs, you can always just downgrade one of those to a three point ship, like an SOC uh, torrent, or uh, maybe a V wing, or like broadside or something, and then bump up another ship in your list to Obi Wan. But uh, again, it's just so versatile. The chassis super versatile. His upgrade selection is very versatile. His playstyle is versatile. And that's kind of what I like about him. And yeah. he'd be really annoyingly tanky if you roll a lot of uh, focus <clears throat> and paint. Do you think he'd be broken if he came in at four points? Uh, ooh. I mean, he has I 5 <laughs> double repositioning, Aether Sprite. Uh, you don't have any of the other, like all the. All the I-5s cost Fiverr, uh, and Anakin's at six. I, I think that's what, honestly, is what the line is for uh, the CLT Jedi. It's just, if they're I-5 and above, put them at those five points. Because what if we swapped Oddball in the arc for Obi-Wan Ada Sprite, and Oddball became five points, and Obi-Wan became four points? <laughs> that would be a lot more fun list to run, I'll tell you that. <clears throat> Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I, I I just think a, a double repo ace that can double reposition for no stress at I five with a really really good ability. But I just push it a little bit too much. Probably. All right. Well, that concludes our roll better roll call segment. As we wanted to talk about underutilized ships, and we promise we won't do Republic next week. We'll find another faction though we have another we have a, have a couple other republic ones and i think that's because republic feels a lot less solved of a meta personally for me at least that's kind of how i feel <clears throat> um is republic is a little bit less solved because everybody's running the arcs padme anakin list right so i don't know yeah you're seeing the like six ship republic pop up more now but i still think there's a lot more in republic and fo uh, that people need to look at. All right. Well, why don't we move on <clears throat> to the meat of our cast? We're going to do our pattern analyzer segment where we are going to talk about some of the store champs this week. We only got one store champ and then two world qualifiers. Tonight, we will be talking about Eternal Games in Michigan store championship that happened this weekend. Looks like it was, we had one 4-0 player. Congratulations to Mark on the win. I don't think Mark had his invite yet, so kudos to him getting his invite. <clears throat> but uh, we had a lot of locals that went out to it. Unfortunately, I was on the list to go, and then um, it's going on with my daughter. And uh, did not want to leave her behind. So I hung out with my daughter uh, for part of the day and hung out with her. And that was cool. Uh, wish she liked X-Wing because uh, it'd be a lot more fun. <laughs> but um, either which way, we have a had a pretty good match. I picked three lists because there was some different uh, stuff that we have in there um, that we kind of had talked a little bit about before. Uh, but nothing specific. The first list that we have is kind of your generic-ish 
I'm going to call it the bland rack list. That's what I'm going to call it. Um, it is the rack with Vader, Ruthless, Agile, Dauntless, Death Troopers, and Baffle, uh, Tomex with Plasmas, Rhymer with Ions, Barrage, Sat, Selvo, the Faroff we talked about earlier, of course, Triple uh, Zero, Ruthless, and the Deathfire that can throw and drop bombs. So it is kind of the one that we've been seeing going around lately. Uh, definitely a very list to be feared. Um, so Mar that's what Mark took, came in number one there. What one do you want to take, Alex? We don't we're like, we don't have, probably don't have to talk about that rack list. I don't think that much. No, no, I'll, I'll take Zach's list. So you can go with Brendan's if you want. <clears throat> All right. So coming in third is Brendan with a, a little bit more of a unique uh, style list. We have a Vizier sighting with Palpatine and Lurier with Lone Wolf targeting computer, uh, the Plasma Torp, Tomax, Marky Steel with fire control and shield upgrade, and then Boy Vader to round out that list. Not, I guess it's not super different. This is kind of going throw a throwback to like JJ's list, but there's no Juno, right? There's no Juno here. Um, <clears throat> and I talked a little bit with Brendan about this list because uh, I played him the week before, and he said he was having some difficulties with Vizier getting some of the shots off right and actually making vizier count without vizier dying right away so i'd be interested to know if he changed up some of his style, play style um and 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 used vizier to be a little bit more aggressor or if vizier continued to be the objective getters slash um support with uh mr palpatine on him uh, did you play brendan at all alex this weekend I did not uh, i did watch Partly his game with Cody in the first round, I had a buy. Um, it, unfortunately, it was assault, so I couldn't really uh, <laughs> tell. And it's not like Cody <clears throat> plays a typical list where you're just like, yeah, let's just chouse this. So uh, I didn't get to see too much of this in action. I'm curious if he's going to swap out Boy Vader because he actually won like store credit uh, being in the top four. So he bought the starter pack, uh, pay to win Vader. So I'll be, oh. I'll be curious to see if he swaps it out. I didn't really hear him complain, but it seems like a, like a throwback to like those Vader lists that have been pretty popular. Um, you know, Palpatine helps Merrick on defense when he just he, so he can actually just roll up and take the lock instead of try to plan around that and you know not have any defense. But also, you know, you have a six, couple fives. Larrier's doing his own thing, and then you got Palpatine. It's, it's solid. Yeah. And I think if we go back and take this list and go back to that pattern analyzer at some point, right, we can actually probably look a little bit to see what could you sub out for Lurier or in this list style, does Lurier actually work better? Right. And because that was the, the thing when we looked at those numbers, the thing about all of that is what does it work with? So Lurier just might not work really well with Faroff, but maybe it works well with Vizier. We don't know. Yeah, I mean, Lurie's solid. Um, it's just, it's tough to choose Lurie when, like, Deathfire exists, right, and Rhymer. Um, but he does play enough, and it's a, it's a solid enough objective getter. You know, you can 
like five straight boost, right? Uh, to get around for assault. And it can just kind of be wherever with the bendy barrel rolls. So it's it's a good enough piece for that cost. That like it, it can slot in pretty well. <clears throat> and I think the discussion he had, uh Rhymer was part of some of it. And the problem becomes with Rhymer is time on target it in that style of a list is a little bit harder against more AC style ships because you're not running everything in blocks the same way you do when you run rack and, you know, the three bombers. Right. Um, so I think that was some of the struggle. And I think that's some of the discussion, you know, like that's where the discussion comes in because Lurier is able to do its own thing. It can go collect objectives. It can not go against a silencer by itself though, but it can run away pretty quickly. So, <clears throat> all right next list is from zach zach came in fifth what did zach run alex uh zach run, ran a unique republic list i don't think i've ever seen anything that close to this really uh you have soc anakin soc oddball soc jag uh slider with dedicated and uh bo katan in the gauntlet with clan training Tactical officer, Kitfisto, and then the config and title. So we've definitely never seen a Bo Katan built like this. That one I guarantee you we had not seen. <laughs> yeah. He he's going back and forth on what he wants a tactical officer. We were talking, uh we actually played a game, but we were talking about afterwards. Um just he's like, Well, I've been using tactical officer and coordinating a lot. But he's like, it doesn't seem right. I'm like, yeah, they're, you're only able to coordinate because for some reason your opponent's not shooting Bo-Katan is my assumption. He's like, yeah, <laughs> you know, uh, if people aren't shooting Bo-Katan, Bo-Katan's fine coordinating people. But I don't know why you're not shooting a gauntlet is really not super difficult to burn down. It's not outputting a crazy amount of damage. Yeah. And I think that's kind of the same thing. Like Kit Fisto is an interesting choice on there. What does Kit Fisto do, Alex? Oh, I love uh, Kit Fisto, actually. Um, that's the one upgrade I wouldn't remove uh, from this list. So Kit Fisto is the eight-point uh, force crew that lets you... Um, it adds a purple evade to your action bar. But also at the start of engagement, you can choose a friendly unit friendly ship uh, zero to one of you spend a force and they can do a red evade action uh, which is really nice when you have someone like oddball right next to you you know oddball rolls up and focuses then you give them the, the red evade action so now you can pass the evade with born for this and he gets a lock which he did in our game it didn't do anything but he did it <laughs> he had to forego the uh, red bump focus though so it was less uh impactful yeah but also what, just giving bo katan <clears throat> like a, a focus of eight is pretty good when you have two dice so what about swapping jag out for wolf right like is there an advantage to using an i3 versus an i4 well jag just gets locks much easier um and it just not puts more damage than wolf wolf's <coughs> honestly just not as good as jag <laughs> In in my opinion, I've, I've but I've always been saying that right. I since it came out SOC, I'm always like I'd rather take SOC Jag over SOC Wolf. Uh, and Zach, listen to me. 
I don't think he'll ever take out Jag though for Wolf. Um, yeah, yeah. When we played, uh, I took like eight shots into his Jag and did like two damage. I don't know why. <laughs> yeah, so it worked out well for him. Yeah, and I think, you know, he had one tie game and two wins and a loss. And I think, you know, last week, the week before, he had a couple of really close games and a win. So he had two losses and a win, and two of those losses were very close games. And so I think this list could have some legs. Um, but I think, you know, the difference is, is if you have three chunky ships, right, you have to pick which one you're going to go into. If all three are doing aggro versus, like, a passive coordinate, then I think you might have you might be able to like take something like a rack down. Like if you put Bow Jag and Oddball confining into a rack, that seems pretty good, right? You know that, that that's going to take some some damage into a rack. But well, he played Mark on the last table. That was the last matchup, and I'm not sure what he did, but I know like. Yeah, I don't think that was like a super close game from what I was what I heard like 20 about to it. 11 or something 20 like that. To nine. That's rough. Yeah. So I'm not sure. And the last round would have been um, salvage. So I'm not sure <clears> if that has anything to do with it. Yeah, probably not the best uh, for that. <laughs> for that. that like, you can take slider slider like uh, slider can take a crate. <laughs> don't know if else really wants one. Bo-Katan can kind of take it great. Yeah, you, know? you can take it with all the ships because they're not <clears throat> typically repositioning. So it's not bad. It's just they're low agility, so they're easy yeah. to knock the crates off of. Yeah, uh, yeah. when I played Zach, unfortunately, we had to play it in chance, and that list is much better in chance. Um, <laughs> it was a fortunate matchup for him, uh, scenario-wise. So that was cool. Yeah, our, our whole our whole squad just kind of like cannibalized in the second round. It was every person from like Bespin was playing another person from Bespin. And I was playing Zach, which is like sort of an honorary Bespin, right? He, he grew up in Novi. That's close. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, actually, another thing we were talking about is uh, the possibility of putting a wolf pack onto Bo-Katan. Uh, it wouldn't work well in this list because this list is already very target lock efficient but if you don't have a lot of target lock generation Wolfpack's actually pretty cool on Bo-Katan just uh and would it would, so if you sub Jag out for Wolf right could you would you then put Wolfpack on Bo-Katan you cannot because Wolf himself has Wolfpack on it and forbids um, you from Yep, that's stupid. Stupid standard little cards. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, it happens in the Republic a lot because I want to put R two D two on stuff that's not SOC Anakin. Yeah, no. All right. Well, that was our list from Eternal <clears throat> that we're going to cover. We're going to move back into Chile, and we're going to kind of talk a little bit about their world qualifier. Definitely, uh, they did something different for Top Cut, and I have no idea what the heck it was, but they essentially did Top Cut. The two lists played each other, right? So two won, two lost, and then whoever lost played each other again. No idea why. They recorded it, and I have no idea. I could not find anywhere why they did that. So if somebody knows, <laughs> tell Tanner, because I would love to know why the heck they did that. 
or if you're from Chile and you're listening to our podcast somehow, tell me. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, th- thank you. But definitely tell me. I would love to know why. W- w- was there something else, uh, you know, like up for grabs or something like that? Um, but as you can see, Scum, scum outperformed <laughs> that day. And, and this is a world qualifier. So this is not even like a store champ type thing. This is a world qualifier with like templates and all sorts of crazy shit on the line and scum outperformed that we are going to definitely cover that scum list tonight because scum lists made cod page or well, no, they both went went three and one. One of them. Yes. Yep. So it's interesting. They only did the top four cut, um, which we're going to see in a minute, but Faction distribution, obviously, Empire and Republic are now kind of taking over that Rebel spot. And maybe it's just the area, but they are definitely taking over that Rebel spot. Um, CIS somehow outperformed what it was supposed to. The one list, I think, that was brought. Um, I don't know. I guess we've never looked at um, some of these numbers before, but essentially... What's that? No FO was brought. Yeah, there there was no FO brought, which... Maybe they don't play FO in Chile. Maybe. I don't know. I've never been to Chile. I kind of want to go to Chile now, but um, that's what we should have done, Alex. We should have taken a trip to Chile. I wonder how much. I wonder if it would have been cheap because we could have just gone and played. That would have been fun. It's warm down there right now, right? Like warmer I than here. Oh, it's got to be warm. I just, uh, or a bit of South America actually as a whole. Yeah, that would have been great. Um, there was an old, old meme in in 1.0 about how uh, if you ever looked at like the store champs in Alaska, the whole mm-hmm. meta is like the craziest, weirdest, jankest shit there is. So I feel like maybe Chile is like the Alaska of South America right now, where you're just like, wow, that that made cut. I want to go there and play in their store champs. <laughs> yeah, it would be fun. So <clears throat> we're going to cover some of the lists. And Alex, you could have the honorary winner because it was very similar to Zach's list, it seems, except for it's got a different Bo-Katan. And you could say, this is a dumb Bo-Katan or this is a good <laughs> Bo-Katan. And it, surprisingly enough, we do not have an Anakin, probably because they somebody goes, I don't want to run a stupid Ada. Yeah, so the number uh, the, the number one person, the winner, Hernandez. He has a SOC Oddball, SOC Wolf, SOC Jag, Slider with Dedicated, and then Bo-Katan, still with Clan Training. This one has a VTG, Contraband, Beskar Reinforced Plating, and then the Config and Title. I, honestly, I like Kid Fisto a little bit better, um, but like that's a solid way of building out Bo-Katan. I'm not convinced on VTGs for this particular yeah. yeah well and gauntlets in general but especially a bokatan i'm just like i don't eh. <laughs> uh baskar <laughs> is an interesting choice typically if they're going to bring like a three-point mandalorian upgrade it's typically optics it does bump up her offense a little bit more uh the only unfortunate thing about sex list is that you don't have contraband on there and stopping and pivoting is very good when you have actions <laughs> mm-hmm. and also like sometimes the, the ship's really awkward because it doesn't have a one straight right so those blues are a little bit janky 
um, especially if you stop because you and pivot, then your wings are still up because you have to fully execute a maneuver. So you might have to do like a contraband four straight, put the wings down, and then get your action kind of style. But it's impressive that uh, Bo-Katan won an event. I would have never called that and would have actively argued with people saying that that was a good ship ever. <laughs> you know, it's, it's like the worst gauntlet pilot. And you know what's really sad with this is you can't, you don't have enough points to take Kit Fisto and C-3PO. But if you had two more points, you could take C-3PO and Kit Fisto. And like, I think that would actually make that ship a lot better. Yeah, I mean, like C-3PO is a solid upgrade. I I just... (sighs) Bogotan is just... uh... I don't know. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not convinced on that. That that ability is horrendous. Uh, there's like so many obstacles you have to do just to give someone else a lock. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which like you have Oddball <clears throat> Wolf and Jag. You are not giving them a lock, so her ability is basically blank. Now you just have another really high health ship that you hope people cannot eat through. And- right. For six points, time. yeah. Instead of splitting into like Anakin and a boost, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So it's a uh, congratulations on her uh, to Hernan. Just uh, wow. <laughs> we'll see them in world, right? See what they bring. Yeah, I actually wonder if all four of the top four go get to go to worlds or not. I don't know how that works. I don't know. Cool. Because it's a world qualifier, right? So I thought top four get went to worlds. I do not recall exactly the distribution on all that, but I believe you're right. I'm not sure if there's a minimum requirement for it, though. Don't know. All right, our runner-up. <laughs> it's a, is a double deci list, baby. A, a double decimator. Um, without Vader? Oh, though there is Vader. It's on Morna. So, okay. I was a little concerned there. Um, but here's the best part. Here's the best part. We have a unique rhymer I've never I've never seen before with homing torpedoes. Homing homing I'll say that again. Homing torpedoes, thermal debts, delayed fuses, and feedback bang. Yep. Um, then Tomax, build your own Tomax with feedback ping, mag pulse warheads, skilled bombardier, bomblet generator, and delayed fuses. I'm assuming that's because Tomax doesn't have a torpedo slot, and only Rhymer does. Um, I don't recall if that. Yeah, I don't believe he has a, a torp slot. Yeah. Then we have Mordekai with Trick Shot, <laughs> Darth Vader, Agile Gunner, Concussion Bombs, Delayed Fuses, and the title. <clears throat> then we got Rack with Trick Shot, Minister Tua, Death Troopers, Agile Gunner. Thermal detonators and electronic baffle. <laughs> so they have bombs all around. Every, everybody's got bombs. And the feedback pings are what's giving the target locks, right? Yep. Which I guess is really good for Rhymer because if Rhymer can get a target lock with that homing torpedoes and you got a ship that's on, you know, what, a couple of health or something like that, you probably don't want you 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 don't really want to take it, but you don't get a choice, right? You're like, yep, somebody throw four four dice at me you know yeah or take the crit 
or take it's a crit. Nice with, it's nice with Rhymer that he can push out homing torpedoes into range three, so he can actually, yep, sort of get use out of it. <laughs> yep. And you just and the feet with the feedback ping, so you could stick your desis up close, let them drop their 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 um, bombs, and then turn around and get feedback ping for everything else. I've never seen this list in my life ever. Just as an <laughs> FYI, <laughs> I've never seen this this build um caution bombs too like you, you, there's no reload on a decimator so you're just going to continue dropping those three concussion bombs <laughs> you're gonna poop them out <laughs> i i don't know about the trick shot i don't know if they're bringing a lot of huge obstacles and trying to leverage that i mean people are super bad against bombs so it's funny that they just have all their ships dropping bombs everywhere and if you're going to bring double decimator, you put two on racks so you don't need the Dauntless title. That's a good call, but that's that's about it. I, I, I'm blown away at the trick shots. I'm like, I don't know why you why you bring the trick shots. I guess you just have nothing better to do. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, what else did you put in place of a trick shot, right? Like, you're you're not putting Predator. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, <laughs> it's not Predator and elusive either, but. Uh, <laughs> Like Morna has another um crew slot. Yeah, you can put like novice tech because you know those things die really fast. Uh, which ain't too bad. I mean Tarkin can go in there instead of trick shots, so you can force like the locks on the people you've already locked, so you don't necessarily need the feedback ping. I mean, you could be spicy and put ion torpedoes on Morna too. <laughs> I didn't know more than a key had a freaking torpedo slot. Uh, all decimators have torp slots. That's crazy. Okay, <laughs> so hear me out. Drop concussion bombs down to proton bombs. They're the same cost. All right, so what's a four-point bomb then? Ion bombs. Uh, con- uh, concussion bombs are four points. Ugh. So you drop it to seismics? I don't know if that's better or not. Because otherwise, you could put homing torpedoes on there. You could drop delayed you take, fuses. Yeah, take off delayed fuses if you want. And put homing torpedoes on I, there. I would not recommend any of this. I would, in fact, yes, rather take it. trick shot than having no. torpedoes no. on a decimator. No, do it. Do it. Do it. 100%. That would be hilarious. Come on. Come on. It would be kind that. of funny with Rack because he can do the lock and then two of the reinforce. <laughs> um. And and his ability is when you perform an attack is not a primary attack. Yeah. Don't do that. <laughs> do it. Somebody do it. Andrew, where's Andrew? Somebody message Andrew. I want to see this on screen. All right. Let's keep moving. I don't I don't know what to say about that double desi list other than a shocking <laughs> lack of ruthless in there too. Just to yeah. really make the shots accurate. I mean, see that's what you would like that's isn't that what you would just do with rack is you could put like okay, with rack you would put ruthless on there and then you could upgrade thermals if you wanted and then on top of that you could add um you could upgrade your thermals and then you could add delayed fuses oh you know what you can't add delayed fuses because you only got one mod slot Mm. yep yeah i gotta have that back full yeah man (laughs) that's the man who's need another mod slot amg (laughs) all right anyway let's move on to the next one Playing meta. Let me tell you about this scum list. So it is uh, a six, three fives, and a four. 
you got Boss with Marksmanship and, uh, Expert Handling. You got Dirge with Proton Cannons, FTC, and Marksmanship. You got Tarok with Fearless Crackshot, Beskar. Uh, you got Lima with Plasma Torps and R4B11. And then Fenrau with Predator, Fearless, Optics, and Beskar. That's a pretty typical build you see on the Fenrau and Lima and Bosk. The Tarok is different. Typically, you'd see uh, maybe like Clan Training and Optics instead of just Beskar Crackshot. But you do see it with Crackshot occasionally. And that Dirge with FTC Proton Cannons Marksmanship is... Uh, I've seen it around. It's interesting. I don't take a lot of locks with Dirge, though. So I wouldn't take like a... I don't know. I mean, you can take it. Like, if you're really lucky, you take the real, real lucky. You take the lock, jam them off with FTC, and then shoot the proton cannons for double mods. But uh, I wouldn't bet your whole thing on there. This is an interesting dirge. It feels more like a CIS dirge than it does a scum dirge. Yeah. <clears throat> and a lot of it's just the... It, uh, I don't know. A lot of the way the dirge is, is, is done... As a, I think, what I would call the beginning of a, um, you know, like defensive attack, and to to some extent with the proton RP, proton cannons, taking the target lock is fine, because you have it, you can use it on rerolls. You don't have anything else giving you rerolls. I don't think in that list, do you? No, no. So, so. it's not like it hurts anything. It's just weird because you could just run contraband, you know? Run contraband fearless, guys. It's easy. Yep. Uh, but, you know, I, I also didn't get, like, third place in a world qualifying event, so who knows? But that's a, that's a scum list. It's, it's solid. It's kind of like what you would see. It's, it's what you would expect from someone who's flying scum, and they're not embracing the stupid scum bullshit jank, so... It's a solid list. It just it's rough that scum has to do some sort of crazy wombo combos just to get stuff that normal factions take for granted. <laughs> yeah. So I <clears throat> I don't know. It's okay. I, I agree with you on the old Tarak. I don't know if I'd put that in there personally. But it's just tough giving up optics. Yeah. People people like People like it though. I don't know. It's really tough giving up optics when you have Lima with R4B11 because you can spend that target lock that any of them acquire that turn. Yeah, true. And it fits in there, right? You know, yep. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. It's a little different. So, all right, let's go on to the next one. <clears throat> in fourth place, another Empire list. With none other than Rampage, baby. We got Rampage, a sighting of Rampage with not only <laughs> synced laser cannons, Agile Gunner, the title, and Lone Wolf. Definitely got Lone Wolf in there, right? Got throw Lone Wolf. Because you, know, you can. I guess if all your other ships die, Lone Wolf is pretty useful. Well, are you? It depends on if you're running Rampage by everybody else. Um, so rampage just so just so everybody knows, rampage's ability is 
after you execute a, a speed three and four maneuver, you may choose a ship in your arc, essentially, at range zero to one. If you do, that ship gains one strain token or two strains if you're damaged. And so, because it has no shields, the first damage it takes, like, <laughs> that triggers. Like, Rampage triggers. I don't know if I want to tell you Rampage is good. Good. I mean, but Rampage triggers right Rampage away. Rampage is four points. That's the cool thing. Um, <laughs> I don't know if you need Agile Gunner on them either, right? Like, I mean, Agile's super nice on them, <clears throat> honestly. Really? Even? Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Like, I, I played against D enough that I'm just like, you know what? I can see Agile Gunner. That's pretty solid for one point. Um, Rampage is also kind of funny because it's not like fully execute. Right, so you can just like three bank into someone, smash into them, and give them a couple strain tokens, which is, which is <laughs> fantastic to me. Yeah, can you imagine if you? So think about it this way: What if you three bank or whatever, it run into your own ship, roll a die, take a hit, and then give out the strain to the other ship? <laughs> that would be so dirty. Oh, that would be so bad. <laughs> oh, unnecessary. <laughs> that would be what I would want to do. All right. Anyway, then you have Tomex, Bren, and Captain Jonas and Reimer, all with Barrage Rocket, Set Salvo, um, and Bomblets on Jonas and Tomex. And Reimer has Seismics and Delayed Fuses. Then you have um, Boy Vader in the list. So that kind of rounds up the list. Super hard. Yeah, um, you know it's funny that I'm sure his friends bad him that he couldn't make cut with a a rampage. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> die heavy, but uh, I or mean, he really just point. likes it. I don't know. Maybe I mean, uh, you hit someone, you give them two strains, you shoot barrage rockets at them, and you have sat salvo. It's a lot of I don't care what your green dice are because I'm making it awful. <laughs> it hits super hard. I can respect like just pure offense, you know. Man, too bad you didn't have some extra talent slots on some of those bombers, because then you could put Ruthless on them and just start ruthlessing Rampage. <laughs> Dirty. Someone will shoot Rampage <sighs> once, and it'll take his damage there. You don't need to self-inflict. All it. right. I just like the self-inflict. You still get a strain. <laughs> All right. I'm going to tell you. I, I'll be honest. I like this list. Like, this list looks fun to play. Like, if we're being honest, like... I love the Taya RBs. Like they were one of my favorite ships to fly when they first came out. But the dial is so atrocious. It's not even like they really the, awkward at medium bases. It's just stupid. It's just a stupid <laughs> dial. Like who thought this? Like in fairness, in fairness, they do have three talons. Just so you know, they have three talons. But I don't know. Like and and you can't take you could take electronic baffle if you really want. Um, and like, I almost think in this list, I would be taking the electronic baffle over lone wolf personally, especially if I want my ability to ever proc. <laughs> so, uh, I'm going to take the, the electronic baffle. Um, but I don't know, like they don't, the, the biggest issue is they don't, cause they only have a gunner slot. They don't have the, uh, any sort of a crew slot there. Right. And if they had a crew slot, things I think would be a little bit different for them. Because then you could take novice tech, right? Like that would be almost like give me novice tech here. That's a two point upgrade. Um, I don't know. 
I like it. His problem is that they have eight hull, which is either not enough health or not enough shields. Well, okay. <clears throat> Think about it. They hull. have the same health as an HMP, and they can't side slip. And same health as a B wing, <laughs> and same like stat line. Yeah, yeah. These yeah. things either need more loadout points, or oh, can you imagine? Can you, can you? Can I have a TI? Can I have this? Can I have this rampage at three costs? No. What? Yes. Give me a three. <laughs> Ugh, it's such a shitty dial. Come on, Alex. Nobody'd run it. They still right. have reinforced. Like they're still. It is true, and it's white reinforced too, of all things. Yeah. So oh. they can now, still kind of tank. Now you do know though, if you take the reinforce, right, the configuration does not trigger. Yep, you don't get the target assist because you have a green token. Yeah. What is the other config that I nobody love, ever takes? Oh, that makes your uh, your three straight and banks blue. So, all right, hear me out. Would you just do that then instead? <coughs> I I don't. I'd rather get the just target lock and then I get a couple calculates. All right, all right, you're killing me here. Rampage would be incredible in scum. I'd run them in scum. Oh, uh, you can't have them in scum. That'd be great. I just give out strain tokens to everyone. Yeah, I know. All your ships. Oh, Manera goes. Oh, hey, yum yum yum. Strain token for me. Yum yum yum. Oh, you get two cool. of them. Oh, mm. Nice. Yeah, it'd be great. Doctor Athrit. Mm. All right, let's let's move let's move on. I do like that list though. Just for the record, I do really actually high like offense, that. Really Yeah. I feel I feel like I need to pull my my tie RV out and I need to run that list. I will not I I'll how about this. I am not a fan of Jonas personally though, myself, but I I feel like I feel like I need to pull Rampage out and put Rampage on the table. Ugh. I probably shouldn't say that because then everybody at my locals will be like, oh he's bringing Rampage. We're gonna tech against that. I would definitely <laughs> you can tech against Rampage. Ship. <clears throat> against rampage pretty easy so it's shooting them <laughs> all right Boutois. um martin's list we're not going to really go over it it is the uh padme anakin jag wolf oddball list um it's identical to what we're seeing throughout the meta so we're going to kind of skip that one we're also <clears throat> i don't know I feel like we should skip the next list too, just because it's the same thing, except for you got Prockets on Keo. Yeah, it's the Han list, but it has Prockets on Keo. Like Crackshot and a Wedge. Like, that's it. Yeah. I mean, like, and I, the Crackshot and a Wedge actually is fine, right? Like, whatever. Like, I like Predator better, but, um, because Predator is going to go off all the time with Wedge, but, um, I disagree. That's why you bring Crackshot because you're not going to line up the Bullseye a lot. Unless mm -hmm. you play against like Arcs. All right, yeah. we'll agree to disagree on that one. But I don't like Procket Keel. I think that's stupid. <laughs> Sorry. No offense to Prockets. I know you love your Prockets. I do not like Procket Keel, though. Yeah, when I have a way of giving stuff at five. But look, look, next list. Someone took my list and they changed up Afra. They did. What is that list, Alex? I don't know why they changed up Afra, but they did. Because they wanted so, to run the child. I, yeah, so this one. Um, <clears throat> it is the same pilots as my scum list I flew for most of the season. So you got Lima with plasma torps, R4B11. You got Cad Bane with marksmanship, proton cannons, contrabands, and a do. This one has proton bombs instead of like Lazarazi that I have on my list. 
Uh, you got Boss with Marksmanship Dead Man Switch. You got Manaru with... Uh, I've seen this. This is actually um, very close to, if not exactly, Andrew Oler's list. That um, he modified my list to bring that list and went like 4-0 and or 5-0 and in Swiss. Uh, so this is Manaru with Cutthroat Gar Saxon Overtuned Punishing 1 and R5P8. And then Afra with the Child, Lando, BT1, Babu, Overtuned, and the title. It, 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 yeah, you know, it, it, it does well, like it can. There's a lot of crit generation in this particular one between uh, BT1 and Proton Bombs. Um, overtuned on Manaru. Is nice if you're uh, like running point with Manaru, uh, Cutthroat to get back that overtune charge or possibly even remove a stress token, uh, which can be very beneficial on a asymmetrical dial like that. <laughs> or even get back an R5PA charge. I mean, it's, it's very versatile. You just kind of socks when that triggers because that means your ships are dying. <laughs> um, also, overtune with Manaru is kind of cool because you can like pass three calculates if you really wanted to to Dr. Afra or whoever you want to pass the uh the green tokens off Manaru. Yeah, I think it it, it works as needed and I, I think if Manaru's dying right you take the calculate tokens for yourself. If she's not dying then there you go. You could pass them around to somebody else. Like I don't know. <laughs> could you imagine Dr. Afra with <laughs> with over two, tw- two turns in a row, like ugh. plot of strain. Um, yeah, my only complaint on Afro, honestly, is I would swap that over tune to uh, contraband. Yeah, like you already have the child, like you don't need more focus <clears throat> modifications. I understand you can reroll them with Lando, but like you only roll three dice and one on defense, right? You're not. You know, reinforce is, is is generally good enough that you're not needing to re-roll your defense dice and also spend a calculate token on that. No. And like you can have more calculate tokens to actually use Afro's ability, which is a nice control style. I just don't think it's I, I think contraband's really nice, especially if you have Babu, because you can like stop, put it on Babu. Um and then, like, stack up two stress on there and then still get an action on the turn that you contraband. And then, like, do a blue, so you clear one stress contraband for an action. Next turn, do a blue, and then you're stress-free. Yeah. After stopping for a couple turns, so. <clears throat> yeah, and I think that contraband's the big one, really, right? Like, that's 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 the big thing there, so. Yeah, even, like, bt one still a little bit... I get it, because it's cheap and crits are really nice and you can use overtuned or whatever to give someone a stress token and then shoot them with afro for and get the crit conversion i just uh it's a little gimmicky it's a little bit too gimmicky for me yeah yeah <laughs> all right the next list we have is from christian <clears throat> we got boy luke we got boy hall we got wedge with marksmanship predator because <clears throat> it's better and vector and vector cannons. Uh, I missed that. Yeah, with vector. Okay, that's even. That's whatever. We have vector <laughs> cannons. I guess whatever with wedge. So I don't understand that. But uh, it, you're definitely probably not getting that predator off <laughs> with that vector cannons. But 
more power to you. Um, then we got Braylon with ion cannon, plasma torpedoes, marksmanship, and Gina with sworn tactics, FCS, proton cannons, and the foils. I don't understand sworn tactics again, but whatever. <laughs> I mean, people like that shit. I guess you could swarm tactics Braylon. Is that who you do? Braylon? I mean, or Hull? Kind of any of them. They're all I4. Like, your swarm tactics comes up one pilot skill. <laughs> yeah. It is. Those swarm tactics can be plasma torpedoes, and that's typically what you see on Gina. Um, it would be like proton <laughs> cannons, plasma torps, FCS. The Braylon's kind of cheeky with that ion cannon, too. <laughs> Yeah, because uh, like generally you're not taking a lock with Braylon because he gets rerolls when he's stressed. So typically you just do like the focus barrel roll. So you have a focus mod. Mm -hmm. But I guess if you really wanted to, you can shoot someone, get the rerolls and spend your lock and shoot with an ion cannon with rerolls. I could see it working. I, I could see it, it's probably situational, but. Um, I could see it technically working. Does Braylon have two cannon slots too, or just one? Braylon does have two cannon slots. Okay, so you could take protons or proton cannons too. Yeah. Uh, I feel like nine nub might be just like a better person to roll in this. I mean, I guess Gina can pass like Braylon the stress too, right? So Braylon doesn't have to do the roll lock. I just, <laughs> I don't know. Um, I feel like nine nub might just be a slightly better call in this particular case. Yeah. yeah, I don't know. It's a cool list. Definitely something that we have not seen specifically before. Um, but something are fun. Something that JJ would appreciate. This is a JJ list right here. That's what I would say. All right, let's move on to LVO, which will be the last thing that we cover tonight. Um, and so LVO, I will say the one thing Eek pair, if you are listen, ever listen, like one of the things is, is if there is a way that you could set it up to let us manually merge data together inside of there, like, I know I can extract the data and merge it together, but then I don't get my fancy, uh, like graphs, but um, because of how roll better works, they separate out the bloody days into like sub events that are underneath the one. So you, we don't get like a total for the, the whole two days. We get two separate sets of statistics, which is fine. It's not the end of the world. Right. But I think there is some benefit to merit. There would be some. If we looked at, at it in a different, um, light. The prevailing factor here is people like Republic all of a sudden, and they are doing very well with Republic. Republic was the highest faction performer in both days, one at 80 percent and one at 90 percent. <laughs> like, holy crap, like just like eliminating the competition. Um, FO also showed up as a higher. Um, is higher. I was a little surprised by that. Uh, day one resistance was in the toilet. Nobody ran CIS. <laughs> so I don't know what to say to that. Um, <laughs> <clears throat> yeah. 
it is what it is, I guess. At least there is three scum. There was three scum. You probably, I guess you're probably not flying to Las Vegas to run CIS in a thing, unless you have a world. <laughs> yeah, not unless you're local to Las Vegas, right? Yeah. Um, so really like we could the because I can't merge the two, I didn't really want to go through top pilots like we usually do for some of these larger events. Um, we we could get back into that later on, but I felt it was more beneficial to actually cover all top 16 lists. Um, even if some of them are kind of silly and duplicate-ish. Um, I thought it would be fun. And and there's a question when we get to the, you know, six ship republic lists that are doing better like why is that and why have we not started to see them till recently um and is it a fluke or is something like that gonna be is something like that actually better than a five ship three arc anakin panama list right um so i think i want to spend a little bit more time actually talking about the list than i did want to going over statistics uh because there was so much bloody republic um up there and, and what that tells us is this is you know one of the few events we're gonna have before worlds there is a sith taker open which will happen and we don't know right now a sith taker open is gonna have the ability <laughs> to have the new pilots from the uh, new pack come out on that weekend and let them play them we don't know so uh, they do not rule have not ruled that. But other than that, there is not a large tournament. I don't think that's left before we hit worlds. So um, this is going to be a big indicator and big discussion. Uh, it going forward in the future, if six ship Republic is viable um, outside of maybe this tournament. Alex, do you want to take the winners list? Do you want to take Republic list? What do you want? Um, I guess I'll talk about the Republic list so you can take the winner. All right. So Doug Howe took everybody down. It was Doug Howe. I believe that's Doug Howe. Uh, took everybody down with a little bit of a different um, list that we've seen in First Order. He's running Kylo Ren in the silencer with proton torpedoes, advanced optics, lone wolf, and instinctive vein. Lieutenant Gaelic with HLC Proud Tradition. Malaris with Magpults. Hughes with the Barrage Rockets, Special Forces Gunner, Marksmanship. And DT798 with Deuterium Power Cells. So it's an interesting choice. It's basically a silencer and four TIE Fighters. <clears throat> All of them that seem to hit pretty hard. If you could get lieutenant gaelic to line up the bullseye um seems pretty good right it's a little bit different than what we've seen we have three threes a four and a seven um i'm not sold on the lone wolf on kylo ren either though but maybe he plays as kylo more like cody is that, is that maybe why we see that um man this list definitely came up somewhere recently and i'm blanking on where but probably doug Howell. he probably ran it somewhere else right but like uh the one tournament he had uh, a couple weeks ago he was running like that weird scum list right so it wasn't then i, I we've seen this before we, we definitely talked about it um but like that <laughs> i mean 
if you fly <sighs> Kylo away from the rest of your ships, which is really easy to do, uh, that lone wolf, so you get the reroll, you get optics, you got instinctive aim, so you can hit I6s, is pretty nice. Uh, Gaelic is an I5, you know, uh, that can line up an HLC shot, which is not something you're normally uh, expecting from a TIE fighter. Uh, Mag Pulse, a Mallor, is always really nice. You got the Hughes, the Rush Rockets is like our preferred run, right? So it's just a lot of solid offense. Uh, I, there's definitely more in FO than what people have been running. Like you'll see like a very generic like Kylo Whisper plus like, you know, what, what we've been running, right? So you got Kylo Whisper, you got Blackout, you got all these like supporting pieces. But this one is definitely very unique. You lean real heavily into that Kylo to just do a lot of work and really a lot of offense. <coughs> yeah, and that Kylo's got to live. Like you cannot let them kill that Kylo, you know? Yeah, that, uh, you know... Uh, as long as Kylo's flanking between the lone wolf and the optics, you should be doing a lot of damage. So the question is, do you get rid of lone wolf or do you leave lone wolf there? Like is predator a better choice than lone wolf? I don't honestly playing a lot of uh, <clears throat> like Kylo. I wouldn't do predator because you want Kylo to, He's seven points. You want him to kind of not be squarely like in line with people. You want him to kind of shoot. <laughs> like it's really hard to describe. You want him to like not be like running towards other people's stuff. So you don't want people in the bullseye. You want to like kind of do as much like side arc shots as you can. Like at a weird like 45 degree angle kind of thing where you're just like barely clipping people. That way he has multiple options for escape routes. Mm -hmm. so I'm not sure if like Predator would be really useful. I think Sensor Scramblers is really, really nice, especially if you're having Lone Wolf. But I understand that like Instinctive Aim will really help against I6s or other I5s if they moved after you. But man, Sensor Scramblers is really nice just to get Kylo kind of where you want him. And they can't take locks on the open engagement when they do, like, if they do pin him down when he has sensor scrambler, it's not like they can alpha him off the board. They can't take locks. So. It's definitely a... Um, it's different. Heartless. I mean, like, Doghouse Doug, Doug is a really good player, right? So, <clears throat> <laughs> But also, there's a lot of really good people at this uh, tournament. Yeah. <laughs> All right, let's move on to the next list that we have here. Alex, what did Jokas Jokas? <laughs> so this is a six ship republic list, which is actually something we talked about on our episode before the end of last year about up and coming lists. Um, this has SOC Oddball, <laughs> SOC Wolf, SOC Jag, SOC Axe, X, SOC Kickback, and then this one has Boost with Predator. And uh, I always love me some Boost. Arc dodge everyone with boost. Yeah, yep. Yeah. Boost is uh, yeah. You you don't you don't boost. You just ignore. Just let boost do boost things. And you get some minor offense with a predator. Uh, but this is just like kind of a, uh, it, like a. How do you describe that? 
not like fatigue, but an atrophy. It's like an atrophy list, right? Where it's like, I just don't think you have enough offense and time to kill all my ships that can share focus and evade tokens with each other. Mm-hmm. And has enough three die guns to put some meaningful damage into uh, like similar lists or lower agility lists. Yeah, because I mean, especially with Axe being able to take that focus token, right? Like that's just so good. You know, like the barrage rockets, you don't have to worry about anything. The only thing you could care about is if you wanted to take an evade, excuse me, if you want to take your evade or whatever. But I think the consistency level of this list defensively is got to be very high, right? Like you're able to pass the focus when you need it. You are able to get your, um, you know, evade from kickback and boost could just kind of be that objective getter. Um, though the question is, is could you put slider in there? I don't know. Um, boost, I think lives longer than slider does, uh, personally, <clears throat> but that's just me. Yeah, I mean, it's just a very uh, efficient list just because, like, after Axe shoots as I3, you can, like, acquire a lock with someone in your side arcs uh, with the Born for This ability. And when five of your ship or all four of your other ships have Born for This, (laughs) uh, it's your choice on who has a better shot. Probably like Oddball because Oddball's not generating his own locks or he can pass it. (coughs) It works because, you know, Wolf will spend. Jags lock, Jag will acquire because someone's shooting next to him. I mean, just a lot of locks, a lot of focuses, a lot of evades, and tanky enough ships. That's pretty good on a lot of objectives. I mean, you got three medium bases in there for assault. That's that's rough. Yeah. Yep. All right. What did Isofang bring, Alex? It's a kind of similar list with build your own wolf, but not the same because now we got V wings in there instead of the the torrent so it's also a six ship republic list but not anything like the last one <laughs> it has soc oddball and soc kickback and build your own wolf with r4p veteran tail gunner and tactical scrambler instead of like expert handling which is typically what you'd see uh just so you can obstruct attacks i guess you have a uh, click with r3 marksmanship bash config and seismic charges probably target locking wolf if you're really trying to go for those blocks and uh, obstructions uh, you got contrail with crack shot r4p the best config and ion bombs and you got broadside with ion cannon turret and proton bombs so it's just a lot of ions and crits in this list and you know isophane's very very good so uh, it's probably a list that most people aren't expecting to just run up against. Um, the V-Wings are fast enough, and there's enough defense in the list between click, uh, kickbacks, evades, and uh, born for this with oddball that it can be defensive enough, and they have a lot of health. <laughs> uh, just like ion-controlled broadside with the really accurate ion shots. You got ion bombs on contrail. That seems just kind of like a pain in the ass list to go against yeah so do you feel this list is better than the arcs list or i mean i prefer I guess, the last list 
which is like, weird. <clears throat> I, I'm not sold on the the build your own wolf either. I guess. I mean, it is nice to have that R4P, right? But I don't know about tactical scrambler. I guess. I guess you're just sticking wolf in the mix and hoping wolf doesn't die. Yeah, I mean, you have click and like evades, right? Passing, so you can kind of get away with it. I just I wonder how much that tactical scrambler <laughs> came into use. I mean, it's good if like you're head to head and you don't want to shoot the range zero shot at wolf. Um, this is interesting. I mechanically, I would play this list more so than the one before this, but I think the one before this is just a better list. <laughs> yeah, I'm so conflicted. Yeah, I think this list is, is is definitely fun. Again, I'm not super sold on that wolf personally, but that's just me. Um and I do I do I do like the click, I guess. Cha- it, it being in there, I guess. It's just I don't know. Click for me is like take it or leave it. Like it's fine. He's three points. It's okay. Yeah. You can deny some range bonuses, which is cool, but like I feel like he doesn't really contribute a lot. So you need to like bring other shifts that will kind of make up for his slack and then contra to make up for that or I need to bring a broadside with one damage on the ion turret. Yeah. But it works. You know, Isophane made it work. All right, the next list is Star Slinger, and that is a list we're not going to cover because it's essentially the Padme Arcs Anakin list. The uh, it is identical, so, um, and then is this list identical? It it's is the exact same one. Yeah, the guy yep. who came in fifth ran the same one as the guy who came in second. Yep, and in keep in fairness to Inkeeper, he was like five and zero, oh, I believe, um, on his day. So. I don't think um, the other gentleman was, but I know he was. So, all right. Tell us what Velvet. <laughs> Andrew Block. <laughs> what did he run? Oh, my God. He Double got Jared Giroff down there, too. Double Dassey. He ran right <laughs> with the title. Uh, Baffle, Thermal Deaths, Agile, Off, Gerard, Death Troopers, and Ruthless. Gerard uh, being able to boost um in the uh, system phase is uh with your ships they get a uh they all do the same direction and the um sorry the uh the boost is red so it's 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 interesting um you've seen that uh a little while ago in pandemic days when people would run a couple double desis they would always have like off to jared on there it always surprise people that your large bases are boosting in the system phase uh, then you have um, Tie Bomber Expansion Tomax. Uh, you got Rhymer with Barrage Rockets Ruthless and Proton Bombs. Uh, just rather take out his own ships than <coughs> having Sat Salvo, which I can respect. Those Proton Bombs are nice. And then you got Morna, the other Decimator, with Ruthless, Vader, Novice Tech, Agile Gunner, Ion Bombs, and Electronic Baffle. Which I think is a much better Morna field than the one in Chile. So... It's a, it's a fun list. I know uh, Andrew Block will fly some silly things all the time. Um, and I know he got his invite at Crossroads, so he's not he's not gunning for that. And he loves Decimators, so I, I can respect a list like that. It's, it's funny. It's cool. 
you know, Rack's fun. Decimators are fun. Gotta love Decimators. Yeah, and you got to think this list is very low agility. <laughs> you know, yeah, I got to bring very many. You can't that complain about your green tags. You know? I got one for every <laughs> show. Like, unless you're shooting them at range three, you don't have to worry about rolling green dice much. So. All right. The next one is Marcel made top seven. Marcel ran Anakin 7B with shield upgrade, R4P, and Daredevil. Oddball SOC. Build your own wolf with the same thing, R47P, VTG, expert handling. Instead of tactical scrambler. That's the more typical wolf build. <clears throat> yeah. And we have click with seismic charges, Besh, R3, and marksmanship and slider with lone wolf did you you played marcel i did this list, right yes um and i will say slider spent most of its time doing objective stuff and basically said hey if you want to come kill me you can um i did make an attempt <clears throat> to kill slider uh with mace in turn two and then basically when I got zero damage through, just said, screw this, I'm going to move on. <laughs> like, whatever, I guess you could collect your one objective point. Um, I think this list can do very well if you can pinpoint Marcel's tactics where put the um, put the two bar the medium-based ships together, the arcs together, put Anakin 7B somewhere in between where Anakin can focus on one side or the other and then click essentially like kind of like what you said earlier, click was more of a support piece than anything else. Um, I will tell you my Anakin <laughs> when I ran against him was Anakin um, Ada, the SLC one and my R2D2 killed both of his seismic charges <laughs> and because I could bear like, the way the order of operations are, you know, you can get in there, get rid of it. And then, you know, if you hit, you could do whatever action you wanted, you know, so um, I could fly and get behind an uh, obstacle if I needed to, whatever I have to do. So, um, so <clears throat> that's kind of how Marcel ran that list. I'll be honest with you. The offense is j mainly the oddball um, is, is really where the oddball and Anakin and so this list relies very, very heavy on Anakin. Um, so you, if you want to beat it, you have to bully Anakin pretty aggressively or you're kind of, you're good. If you don't kill Anakin, Anakin's going to like murder you. Now he did have a little bit of a different Anakin build when he played me. Um, so there was that he had the uh, extreme maneuvers Anakin. Um and he, after he had to spend two force to find two <laughs> extreme maneuvers, it's like, screw this upgrade. <laughs> this is a stupid upgrade on Anakin. It's like, I just spent two force to do a, a hard turn boost. So, um, <clears throat> but yeah, I think overall, this is like, again, this is a little bit different style of playlist. This is definitely more um, not catering towards an ultra aggro list. Um, you're but you are this list relies very very heavily on anakin like really does so yeah, i don't know so it's uh i mean any 7b anakin list really relies heavily on anakin that's kind of the problem right 
But uh, no, you know, good on Marcel for bringing essentially three offensive pieces and then two support pieces. Yeah, like I said, this <clears throat> to me, this list is is it's definitely like a little bit different and fun to run. I think you could swap out click and run something different in that three point slot. Um, but you know, if only Anakin seven B was cheaper, right? If only it was cheaper. No, no, we do not need to make them six. <laughs> I know. All right, let's move on to Thomas Anonymous. What did Thomas run? He ran the same list from the Star Champ that J Day was at. Oh, that's right. Doing com- yeah, commentary. Uh, that's Kanan with the Child, Magva, Dorsal, uh, Electronic Baffle, Agile Gunner, Heightened Perception, Ivan Verlaine with Selfless, Dorsal, R4, Boy Luke, uh, Sabine and Thigh Fighter with Lone Wolf, and then Keo with Predator, Concussion Missiles, and Vector Thrusters. Uh, we spoke about this uh, last week. Uh, the, the target priority is really funny uh, because Ivan can like spend the focus, right? Give Kanan an agility if need be. What do you like? Shoot Kanan, and then he gets a lock on you. He's got the child. He's got two force. If you shoot someone else, he's reducing your agility dice. Oh, he's got the child, so he has four force. My mistake. Um, and, you know, it's just like it's it's a tough not to crack. The target priorities all jacked up uh, and it's pretty funny. Um, it's, it's, it's a cool list. I'm not I, I wouldn't fly it, uh, but it's kind of fun. <laughs> I can see it being like super silly. So. All right. <clears throat> Moving into top 16. We have crazy game with another very similar empire list that we've seen before. Um, yep. The one that we just talked about earlier tonight. So it's the rack and fair off death fire rhymer and Tomax list. So we don't probably need to cover it. Uh, uh, yeah, I guess we could cover the next, the next one's again, like it's the Fen Han Luke list that we've kind of seen. The only real difference here is Fen is predator crack shot. Uh, Beskar Fen versus that Mando Optics that we usually see. And Keo as Juke for which that's still a solid upgrade for that. Yeah, especially in this list where you have a ton of offense in it. This list is an a, like a very big aggro type list. And then, you know, Keo, if you shoot Keo and he has to spend his evade, he doesn't care. <laughs> Keo, Keo doesn't care. Keo's like, whatever, you know, yeah. I'm just going to do me. Um, number the 11. next, yeah, Same number 11 list <laughs> that's been popping up. Um, well, okay, so this one's slightly different. They didn't take fair off, they took Jonas instead, yeah. Um, and actually, they took up because they have Jonas, they have like <clears throat> Barrage Rocket, Barrage Rockets, Tomax, customizable, and Barrage Rockets, Rhymer. Uh, you know, it's the same thing, it's Instead of fair off, you bring Jonas. Uh, I don't like that uh, swap out, although it is kind of funny flying for tie bombers. Um, I, I think I, I fair off is just more versatile. Better, yeah, uh, but it does hit it really hard. But uh, number twelve, Moose Baka. You got a. It's a slightly different five T seventy list. 
uh, well, first of all, it starts with Zori, right? Plasma, <laughs> Dorsal, R4, the typical loadout. You got Predator, Crackshot, Jam, and Mellow, though. It's Where's very... my Swarm Tactics? <laughs> well, you know, you're talking about I know. About um, on LO, yeah. so there you go. Uh, the interesting one, you got Kari Kun with PB-8 and Predator. <laughs> so you can do that one hard system phase boost, which is always fun. Uh, you got Snap Wexley and probably his most common build, R68 HLC. And then you got Veniza Doza with Barrage Rockets Marksmanship. I do like that Kara, though, right? I do. It's weird not seeing Jess in this list. And I think, I think Jess just, I don't I think know. You should either replace Veniza or Dory with Jess for sure. Yeah. Probably Veniza because you could just run Jess next to Zori. Yeah. Which is really silly. But yeah, but no, I, I mean, do like uh, that car. That car, though, that that's definitely a di- a little bit different of a take. We haven't seen a lot of cars running that specific typically build. You see like afterburners, but also you know, but that one hard um, boost in the system phase to a talent roll puts you in really funny places. Yeah, you're like a car that says, "I don't care. I don't care. I'm doing do a sideways U-turn now." Yeah. Like I don't, I don't know if I could run that car out, though. I don't. I think I think I would. I would struggle. I would probably hit a lot of things. <laughs> All right, the next one, number thirteen. Um, <clears throat> it's kind of like a hodgepodge list. Somebody said, "I want to blink a black scroger and ace." So they got, uh, pay to play Vader, uh, pay to play Tomex, right? Um. Then we have Major Rhymer with Ion Bombs, Barrage, and Sat Selva. Then we have Sensitive Controls, Lurier, and Targeting Computer, and Ru- excuse me, and Ruthless. Um, the, they looked at Lurier, and they're like, six points of loadout? What if I just use two? Exactly, and it's <laughs> weird. Like, I don't, you know, whatever. I mean... They filled up every slot for what it's worth? Yep. And I don't know. The Sensitive Controls is funny with Lurier though because it is that weird bendy um barrel rollish type thing right bendy you know backwards roll into a too hard is super fun so i can see that being gimmicky enough to do well right if it's gimmicky enough that you can actually get weird things off with this i think that's that's where it is but then they have a black squadron ace and then they have death fire uh the pay to play death fire right um so it is six ships. It is definitely six ships, but you could take that two points um, and put them into something else if you wanted. Um, I don't know. Yeah, it's kind of like a hodgepodge between like Vader bombers and then like a couple other just like, uh, you know, we're going to put in there. I mean, like it's tough because like Lurier and the BSA you're like, well, I can combine this into five points, but there's not like a lot of really cool or good options for five points in the Empire. So, uh, I don't know. I mean, like, what else would I, you even run in that spot? I guess, like, uh, honestly, Ubel might put, be an interesting choice, or like Grand Inquisitor. But yeah, I think Grand Inquisitor is a great has a, is a great spot in there. But it's the same thing. You could do something different with Lurier, too. You could bump Lurier up a point and then put two four points in there if you wanted, right? 
and that's what we've seen before. Oh, you could put Faroff in there at four points, right? And then again, you're down to the five ships, though, right? So that, that I don't know. That's kind of because the rear could become uh, what's the uh, vault could become vault, which we I think it's we need I we need more vault testing to see if vaults no, good vaults or not. Still not no. Okay, I I don't. Uh, people played a lot of Volt. I don't get it. I don't think Volt's that great. <clears throat> but you got the four points, right? You have two. You could put two four point ships in there. So, um, I don't know. Rampage, rampage. You put rampage, rampage, and fair off. <laughs> there you go. There you go. Ugh. Oh man. <laughs> oh my god. That would be awful. Everybody's gonna bump, bump in heaven. All right. What's the next list by Josh Taylor? So, um. This is a five-ship resistance list, and it's not quite exactly five T-70s. It's kind of like three and a half, four-ish. Um, so this one has nine of the Heroic Pattern Analyzer Magpulse. Or, um, sorry, Magpulse MBB-8, which is pretty interesting. <laughs> you got uh, Allo with... Uh, Heroic Marksmanship Ferrisphere R4. I just couldn't couldn't make a better use of those two points, I guess. Um, you got Snap you with R68 HLC. You don't need Marksmanship. <laughs> yeah, you could probably combine Marksmanship and R4 into <laughs> something a little bit more useful. Or whatever, it's fine. Uh, or, got, or or heroic and marksmanship, and that could become swarm tactics. I'm just saying, you know. Yeah, there, there you go. Uh, you got Lulo with marksmanship, Ferris Fear Shield upgrade, and then you got Jarek with marksmanship cluster missiles, overtune targeting computer, and the title. So they went with a four I five list and snap. Um, I've actually like Nate. Name May ran something very similar to this in uh, Rust Cup, except for instead of Snap, he went with all I-5s and went with Zori. Um, but yeah, it's uh, it's, it's interesting. List. Yeah, it's, it's interesting. I, I don't know. <clears throat> I would, I'd run Magpulse on Jarek instead of Clusters. Then he could free up some 9-nub. Uh, but like, you know, pieces are there they're really good um i don't like magpults i don't think on nine though i don't i just i don't i don't disagree with it i guess i do understand that logic right i don't know i mean it's a really good upgrade would you do like maybe a double magpulse on uh, one on nine nub one on jarek yeah that would be interesting that would probably be smart. I mean, that would be better because then you have a little bit of control, right? <clears throat> and that gives you the option to neuter one of the other ships, you know, from shooting. So, yeah, I mean, hell, if you think about it, it could neuter Vader. Um, well, I guess you can't neuter Vader because yeah, Vader's Vader's already yeah. shooting at first. Yeah. <laughs> so you're only neutering, yeah, you're only neutering somebody like Iraq or lower. But I mean, in this meta, there is a lot of I-5s. I mean, I think of a Kylo getting neutered, you know, or. Uh, I, I mean, like, even if you don't run Magpulse, honestly, <clears throat> like, Ion Torps is still really good, too. Yeah. Like, that's another four-point option. Um, You can do, like, 
Magpulse Jarek and Iontorp 9-Nub, and you're just like really messing with people at that point. Yeah. But, but you know, Cluster Missiles shoot a lot of dice. That's always fun. <laughs> yeah, they love, people love their Cluster Missiles. It is weird to see a Cluster Missile and then a Magpulse on another ship, though. I just, I'm not sold on Neonub with Magpulse, personally. So, but. Yeah, it's definitely an interesting uh, list. That's yeah, pretty cool. I mean, I love I love me some Lulo. Finally, uh, happy that he's in a lot more lists. Yeah, and that Ferrothrear paint is kind of cool tech on him to some extent, right? You know, or her, because it, it you have to think about if you want that target lock or not. You know. Yeah, it's very uh, standard. <clears throat> you know, <laughs> we were talking yeah. about Ferrothrear again uh, at the tournament yesterday. The next list is the Padme list that everyone's been flying. <laughs> so if you want to go on to the last uh, yeah. one, last of the top 16 here. We have another rack list because everybody likes rack right now. <clears throat> with as, should, as is the Michigan tradition. <laughs> rack with Ruthless, Vader, Death Troopers, Agile Gunner, Electronic Baffle, Dauntless. Uh, now we have Build Your Own Tail Max Pen, or Tomax Brendo with feedback ping, barrages, and seismics. Um, I'm a little actually a little surprised we don't have a bomb on rack two. Actually, then we have Rhymer with feedback ping, cluster miss, cluster missiles, uh, skilled bombardier, and proton bombs. I'm not okay, I'm not sold on that <laughs> build either. <clears throat> I like feedback ping, uh, but I don't like cluster. I guess Rhymer oh, missiles though at I three right? missiles is actually really three. good on on uh, Rhymer just yeah, to shoot two people next to each other at range three. Yeah, so, so I I guess I could see that piece of it, you know, for Rhymer. But uh, then we have build your or not build your own the uh, pay to play Deathfire and two Black Squadron Aces because they wanted six ships instead of putting those two four points together. Uh, so yeah, I don't know. It's a, it's a six ship list. It's not the tanky six ship list, and this definitely is not going to hit as hard, in my opinion, as some of the other lists that we've seen. Are. Yeah, um, but it is interesting. <laughs> yeah, that feedback uh, thing with uh, the <clears throat> launch off death fire is pretty nice. Yeah. I think cluster missiles, feedback ping, rhymer is a little bit underrated. I'm not sure about the skill bombardier proton bombs. Uh, it does like having the two banks is really fun uh, for proton bombs. <laughs> I can respect that. Um, and the, you need more ways to the, do feedback ping. It's just ion torps or plasma torps, sorry, are really, really good. <laughs> mm -hmm. You've seen like feedback cluster missile ion, um, plasma torp. Rhymer before and that's that's something to consider. Yeah, and I think it gives it gives I think this is just a different option, right? You know, it, it's the different build. It's it's not gonna be as aggro, and I think this one becomes a little bit more matchup dependent per se than some of the other rack lists that we've seen. So this list would hate jam with a passion. <laughs> this list yeah. would like insanely hate jam anything jamming. Yeah, well you if know. you ran like two Magpulse missiles at I-5, you know? Yeah. And... There you go. There's... <clears throat> Maybe we should be... Uh, you know, anyway. Resistance getting double Magpulse off is crazy, right? So, 
Well, all right. Tonight was fun. We we went over some lists. I, I will tell you there was some there were some definite unique lists in there that we have not specifically seen. Um, and and I think you know we're towards the end of the meta, right? Like so, like we're at the point where we're not going to see a million crazy new things come out. We'll see a few things here or there, <clears throat> and we're seeing the meta where it's going to shape up. And with worlds coming up and us knowing we're not getting another points change outside of the two new ship or the the eight new nine new ships or whatever is coming into play here. We do know that the meta is somewhat solid in terms of where some of these ships are going to land. Now, the question becomes is which ones are the best, which ones are going to um, reign over other ones. And is everything here going to be more of a chess matchup um, or is things going to kind of be uh, dependent on where you, what matchup you get. Right. So, I don't know. I think that's the conversations we'll be having, Alex. That, that'll probably be the conversations that we have. Sure. <laughs> so that's really where we're at. I don't know. Next week, um, next week we'll either be casting on Monday or we'll be casting a short cast uh, because <laughs> the Lions game is Sunday night. Um, so just going to throw that out there. I don't remember how long the Lions game went today, so I don't know if it'll be done by 9 o'clock next week. Um, but I'm also at my parents' house, so between the Lions game and that, like, we yeah, might we'll either... 30, that's going to be a little bit tight. Yeah, we'll either be doing a really short cast from like 9.30 to 10.30, or we're going to push it to the week after, or not the week after, the day after, the, the, during the next day. So I'll have to talk with JJ. JJ doesn't know this yet, but I mean, with the Lions winning, I'm I'm so, like, <clears throat> I hate saying this is weird to say, like, sometimes sports is going to interfere a little bit with with it. Like any other team, I don't care about. Just it's just the Lions. So even the Lions did it next year. I'm sure we wouldn't move the gas. It's just so it's just this year. It's been 30 damn years since we even made like won a game in the playoffs and like 70 years since we won. Yeah, More like than one. <laughs> and this is literally like, do you go to the Super Bowl or not? And JJ. He he. So I gotta go figure out which cast this is on. But we made a bet, and he had to wear a lion's hat. And then I told, challenged him again, and said he has to wear the lion's hat for the rest of the year until the until preseason starts. If if the lions actually make the Super Bowl, <clears throat> and we are one win away from that baby, one win away. And he's now he's trying to you know, get out of this bet. He doesn't he doesn't want to take the bet because he's scared that the lions are actually gonna make the Super Bowl this year. And I will say our chances are a lot lower, in my opinion, <laughs> than they could be to make the Super Bowl um, if we were at home. <coughs> could you imagine if we won that Cowboys game? Would we be able to be at home then? Yeah, right. Just but, saying, just saying, hey, I love our coach, but hey, sometimes your gutsy calls did not uh, pan out uh, very well for us. Uh, yeah, there is kind of like a nice 04 Pistons vibe to this Lions team. So that's kind of cool. Yeah. Thanks. Thanks, buddy. Anyway, so we will we will probably be back Monday night next week, um, just as an FYI. So I'm I'm not going to tell you for sure. I'll tell you what, if the Lions start losing to the point where it's like, you know, 20, <laughs> oh, we're just going to cast like I don't want to watch at that point. I'm not going to want to watch it anymore anyway. So um, <clears throat> but we will be back next week. We will. We are going to be talking. About that separatist list, I I reached out to the guy that ran that eight ship separatist list and kind of got a little bit of a lowdown. 
So we're going to break that down just because Tanner likes to break those weird things down. That's going to be kind of our roll call segment next week is going to be uh, underutilized CIS shifts that should never, ever win. <laughs> but they did. So, um, But we're, we're going to talk a little bit about that because I think that's going to kind of lead us into our discussions that we're going to have for factions. So with that being said, thank you all. Have a good night and we'll see you on the flippity flop. Thanks for listening.